Welcome to Tough Questions, where we address the most challenging issues of a real and a relative Christian faith. If you're joining us on Facebook Live or our YouTube channel, Instagram, or maybe the Tough Questions podcast, again, I want to say thanks for dialing in. Now let's get into our subject for this episode. So far in our, our journey here with uh, Living Dangerously, we've covered a couple of different uh, topics. We, we talked the first week about dangerous prayers. And like Peter and John, uh, they go to the temple one day and there's a lame man there and, and uh, they prayed and uh, they healed this individual. That was a dangerous thing to do. Uh, we talked last week about um, God actually speaking to us. God actually speaking directly to us uh, as opposed to us having a conversation with him, telling him all the things that are wrong or all the things that we want God to do for us. I posed the question last week, what if you went into your prayer time instead of with a sheet of paper filled up with all the stuff you want to talk about, what if you went in there with a blank sheet of paper and a pen and simply asked God to speak and ask God and say, I'm ready to listen. Today, I want to do something uh, a little bit different. Uh, I want to look at, at how we judge our pathway in life in relationship to others. How we judge God's choices for, for each one of us. Uh, we view uh, that in regards to his choices that he makes for other people. You know, when God created us, when he created you and I, he had a certain pathway in mind for each and every one of us. He knew the circumstances that each one of us would face. He knew the, the choices and things that we would make along the way. He knew the failures that we would, you know, encounter along the way. He knew that we would try and justify our journey in relation to the journey of other people. But he had a plan. He had a huge plan in mind for each one of our lives. Now, here's the deal. If someone's journey is easy, then we feel that it would be fair if God made my journey easy. However, if somebody's journey in life is a tough one filled with all kinds of heartache and stuff, we feel like it wouldn't be fair if God gave us the same journey. You see, we always want to go toward or lean toward this path of least resistance. We all have a tendency to do that. I remember when I was young and I got married, uh, I said things like, you know, for better or for worse. I said things like for richer or for poorer, or in sickness and in health. The truth is, at that young age, I had no idea what I was saying. I had no idea what worse could mean or what real sickness or being poor uh, meant. All I did was I, I, I looked at those things in relationship to other people that I knew and their circumstances. And that's what it meant to me. We learn early on, though, to judge our circumstances by the circumstances of other people. I deserve the same opportunities as everyone else, I would say. I don't deserve the hardships 
of somebody else, I would say. We gauge our lives based on the lives and the circumstances of other people. Well, you know what? I don't think God sees it that way. I really don't. I understand what's going to happen in my life, but what about that other guy's life? I understand that, God, you have a plan for me, but how does that fit in? How's, how's that related to this other guy's life over there? We're going to take a look at the uh the Gospel of John, chapter 21, and I'm going to let you read that on your own time. But I'm going to talk to you about a situation that uh, takes place in this book. Again, uh, the, uh, the Gospel of John in chapter 21. The story is this. The resurrected Jesus, one morning, uh, while the disciples are out fishing, he shows up on the shoreline and he he asked him, you know, do you got you guys have any fish? Did you catch any fish? And of course, you know, it's been an all nighter for him, and they had terrible luck, and said no. And one thing leads to another, and they they realize that it's Jesus on the shore, and Jesus is there cooking breakfast for him. So he says, hey, come on in, guys. You don't have breakfast. Bring some of those fish, and you know, we're gonna sit down and talk and have uh, breakfast, and and we're just gonna hang out together. Well, after all of that took place, um, Peter wanted to talk to Jesus about some things, and Jesus took Peter aside, and they left the group of disciples. Toward the end of their conversation, Jesus drops a bombshell, really, on Peter, and he says these words, and I'm reading them to you now. It says, Truly, truly, I say to you, when you were young, you used to dress yourself and walk wherever you wanted. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and another will dress you and carry you where you do not want to go. Then Jesus, I think, as only he could really do, uh, he peered into Peter's mind and into his heart and his soul. And he says, Peter, follow me. Follow me. Don't worry about what's going on with anybody else. You see, Peter had already been dreading uh, Jesus's, you know, leaving of them. You know, he had he had died. They'd been through all that. He's been resurrected, and he's starting to appear here and there. And you know, the disciples are wondering really what's going to happen. Peter was like, "Well, where where's all this going to end up?" And he's not looking forward to Jesus disappearing again. Peter was wondering, how in the world is this small band of disciples really going to survive uh, without Jesus here amongst them? Now, Jesus informs him in this little um, blippet that we just had. Uh, Jesus informs him, Peter, you, you're not going to live. You're going to die for me. You're not going to survive. Don't worry about how it's going to end. You know, Peter, you're, you're not going to be around. Only this time, you know, Peter did not offer. He did not offer this overconfident proclamation that he, would, that he would be willing to die with Jesus. I think it scared Peter to his bones, to his core at this point. And he looked at 
you know, he looks around and he, he, he's like, I don't know if I'm ready for this. Then Peter, I think, thought, why hadn't Jesus spoken to the other disciples about their deaths? Why just me? Was he the only one that would have to die? Peter looked around and at this particular moment he saw the disciple John, the one that uh, Jesus loved. It's one of the ways that he's known in Scripture. And, and Peter knew that Jesus had a special affection for John. So Jesus is, had just told Peter, Peter, you're going to die for your faith in who I am. And Peter's shaken to his core, and Peter turns and he looks and he sees John there, and he says, well, what about this man? What, what about him? And I think Jesus probably paused a bit, and then he told Peter this very difficult truth that it was very hard for him to swallow. And this is what Jesus says. Jesus says, if it is my will that he remains until I come, what is that to you? You follow me. My translation of that one is, you don't worry about everybody else, Peter. Don't you worry about what's happening with everybody else. You know, I got a plan for them. Their lives are, are in my hands too. But you don't worry about them. You worry about you. And you follow me. And you be faithful along the way. I think that's what Jesus was saying to Peter. Like you and I, Peter was starting to judge his circumstances by comparing himself and his you know, future, his pathway that Jesus was describing for. He was comparing it to that of some of the other disciples. And Jesus is like, no. But Peter's like, well, wait a minute. If I got to die, then what about him? If he doesn't have to die, then how is that fair to me? And the question remains, what is that to you, Peter? And Jesus says the same thing to each one of us today. When you look at the pathway that I have, that I have orchestrated and ordained for other people, what is that to you? Don't you worry about everybody else. You worry about what I'm calling you to do. You worry about where I'm calling you to go. He says, you worry about following me and being obedient to me and being sensitive to my guidance and my pathway for your life. Don't you worry about other people. You know, we worry too much sometimes. We say life's not fair, even though we try and make life fair. You know, we, we do everything we can to make sure everybody has the right, you know, in the same opportunities and, you know, all those types of things. Uh, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But we have to realize that Jesus is saying to all of us, what is that to you? You follow me. If you spend all of your effort, all of your time trying to make life completely fair for yourself and for absolutely everybody, around you and you keep comparing yourself to everybody and their situations and comparing it to your situation, you will not be in a position to follow me. That's what he's saying. What is it to you, Peter? You follow me. 
Did you hear that in there? It's a little declaration of liberation. Jesus is saying, don't worry about it. You're free of worrying about those people. You have one thing, one goal, one objective, and that is to live for me and to follow the pathway that I have, have ordained for your life. And he gives us support on that. He says, you know, I'll never leave you. I'll never, I'll never go away. I'll always be with you to the end of the age. But you need to follow me. God had your life and my life well planned before we were ever born. If you look at uh, Psalms and you look at Psalm 139, uh, you'll, you'll see exactly what God is saying about all of the plans and the things that he has set up for your life and ordained for your life. He knew what he was doing at the time. God doesn't expect or intend for you or me to to be anybody than who we are. And he has no intentions of seeing you or I follow anybody else's path other than the one that he has cut out for each one of us. Jesus wants you to be you. He wants me to be me, regardless. You see, the faith that Jesus gives you is sufficient for the pathway that he gives you. Take a look at Romans 12, 3. The grace that he gives each one of us as we face the difficult trials and the pathways of our own life is sufficient for each one of us when we need it. Take a look at 2 Corinthians 12. You see, you are your truest you. Not when you're analyzing yourself or measuring yourself against everyone else. You're your truest you when your eyes are fixed on Jesus. When you're following him in faith. When you're serving him and in love. And with the, the grace and the gifts that God has given to each one of us. That, that's when we are who God has always intended us to be. You know, it's easy for us to, again, compare our life to the life of other people. And we compare it and we say what's fair and what's not fair. As a Christian, I need to remember, Jesus says, what is that to you? You know, you want to look at the world? You want to look at what's fair according to the world? Or you want to look at what's fair according to yourself? Or you want to look at, at one person's life and their pathway that God has allowed them to go down or sent them down or called them down? And you want to compare that to yourself? He says, he, Jesus is quite clearly telling us, no, don't do that. Don't do that. You worry about you. What is that to you? Thanks, and God bless, and we'll see you next week. Tough Questions is a teaching ministry of the Rosebush United Methodist Church. Join us on podcast at toughquestions.buzzsprout.com or you can go to Spotify or Apple Podcast and just search for Tough Questions Joseph Bevan. If you'd like to join us live, 
You can do that on Facebook Live Sunday mornings at 11.30. Or if you want to check out our video archives, go to our YouTube channel at Rosebush United Methodist Church and just search as one word and you'll find us. Thanks and God bless.